Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, aka Project Pat. You're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. That's pretty incredible. In fact, it's La Marvelous. Thank you guys. All right, welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Friday, March 19th. It's officially March Madness. Got the playing games. March Madness. March Madness. Got the playing games going on in the background on True TV, the annual uh annual tradition of looking up the True TV channel. Uh and uh, of course finding out that it is not displayed on my guide, so I have to manually enter the, the number in. That's always a, a fun, fun tradition for me. Get a couple of impractical jokers, Sal Cubers. Oh, oh my god, I will never forgive you. <laughs> We're gonna make him shave his eyebrows and then tell this old lady she smells like egg salt, wash fart, pizza, big is that just jackass for dads? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's dad ass. Oh, dad. yeah. Jack dads. <laughs> oh, Sal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is. Okay, I need you to turn around and ask them if they if they see the lizards on the floor. Do I got something on my face? It realistically, it was funny for a long time. I never want to watch it again in my life. I just hate the fact that they like pretend like. Like people, like if you don't recognize them by now, go fuck yourself. It's it's the best. Like I love that. I'm pretty sure they had to go to a new country. They probably did. I love that aspect of it though, and like I love like the, I I really loved like watching it like ironically in front of my buddies in college because they fucking hated it and they hated like (laughs) fake laughing and stuff and like I I got like ironically super into it and then I of course incepted myself (laughs) into actually liking it. But uh, yeah, you know it's it's also impractical joker season. I think PFT. Had a good tweet about like waking up at 3 a.m. during March Madness with an impractical Joker's rerun. So yeah, it's that time of year as well. It's also NFL free agency time of year to uh, bring the mood potentially down a little bit. Honestly, I wish you didn't say NFL free agency because I'm smiling right now. We're having a fun conversation and now I'm upset that I have to talk yeah, about hey, it. Hey, the Ravens are going to sign a wide receiver. They're going to try to improve their offense this offseason. All right, all right, all right, Ma. This one's a little unrealistic, but... They're gonna sign a wide receiver. They're gonna trade for Allen Robinson on the franchise tag. 
We're going to tell Malik on Twitter that the Ravens signed Allen Robinson. Ramey's going to be tweeting about defending DaCosta. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Like, it's a world I hate of it. suck. I'm bringing the I'm bringing the mood down. I apologize for that. I'm I'm a vibe guy though. I just ride the wave, and you know, usually try to be pretty happy, pretty optimistic. Uh, we defend this franchise at every turn. I think we're a little dissatisfied with the way things have turned out. There's still plenty of time for them to do something. Time is of the essence, though, and it is running short. On the bright side, they haven't signed anyone to a ludicrous, stupid contract. Yes, that that's, is one. That's the that's the glass half full. Yes, but I just you you lose Judon, you lose Ngakwe, you, lose, you know Sneed probably gone. Sneed's gone. Yeah, he's gone. And I mean Zeitler, great Zeitler. I mean, I watched a Baldy video. Baldy was like through the fucking moon and stars that they he signed was, Kevin Zeitler. He was excited. Like, I think it's, a, I thought it was a good signing. Maybe, you know, I haven't watched a ton of Kevin Zeitler in my life. I watched, you know, the Ravens game they played and one other game, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to help a lot. And the pass game will get improved through the offensive line. I've said that a thousand times, but it's just, I mean, I wrote the article. If not now, when you, you've added one, you've added one starter that is like a good player. You've added one good player and haven't done anything else. And we're sitting here. It's Thursday, 944, the 18th. There's still time. Effectively, you know, Brian McFarlane, Raven salary cap. The Ravens have $9 million and they can probably use five or five to seven of it uh, without, you know, extending Clayus Campbell or extending Brandon Williams. I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't just extend Clayus Campbell. Yeah, he's going to retire here, right? I mean, yeah, it's, you know, and God forbid, knock on wood, you know, he has another horrific injury and then wants to come back and the Ravens don't want, like, what may be that? There's a 8% chance that happens. But, like, you're probably going to let him play here as long as you want. He's still playing at a high level. He's he has, None of his skills are going to diminish because of age. He's not, he's never been, you know, a really fast guy or anything like that. He's a behemoth human being with great technique and, smart guys, really intelligent football players. So why not extend him? It's just, it's, it's, you know, diamond hands, you know, stonks holding out, hoping something's going to happen. Realistically, I still will stick to my prediction. We'll probably be right. Probably be right. And I'll be disappointed. My prediction, we did the round table for baltimorebeatdown.com. What is your, you know, predictions ahead of free agency? I said, the Ravens will sign Melvin Ingram and they'll also sign a veteran guard or center and they've signed the veteran guard or centers and Melvin Ingram's still out there. I thought that would be a good off season. So I, I have to stick to it, but it's just like, I'm, I don't know. I've just been watching after watching all these other teams make such drastic improvements. And of course, free agency, you know, is overvalued and most of the teams suck and have a bunch of money and that's why, and they need talent. It's like, you need somebody for like the pro. I think part of the problem I have with it is some of the, contracts these players are signing it's not that much money Corey davis did not cost the jets very much money you know like marvin jones did not cost the jaguars that much money and these were the guys we're looking at and these are guys that they're not going to make drastic improvements but they're going to do what you need to do they're going to bring in a Corey davis would be an impact player and marvin jones would be you know are a really solid piece sure and like they're just going to bring that veteran impact competent presence that you just need at wide receiver when you have miles boykin not knowing what's going on with the playbook and when you have devin duvernay who's a rookie and 
James Prochet, we don't even have to get into it, but people are getting a little too crazy about him at times. And like, you just, you needed somebody and you can still get somebody. There's guys out there. I get that. And like, you can still draft somebody, which I expect they're going to do regardless. But like, it's just turning into this thing where like, there's two schools of thought and both are negative or, or maybe not both, but like they're negative to what we're talking about here, where there's the school of thought of, and like I had a tweet this morning, a, a tweet thread that kind of went a little bit semi-viral um, for people. Most people, I think, agreeing with it, uh, you know, a couple of dissenters and the dissenters were like, and uh, I guess I should say the, the basically the summation of the thread was, you know, it's not like we're, we're not asking for Eric DaCosta's job. We're not saying they don't know what they're doing. We're not saying they're not smart, but like it's totally fine to feel some frustration that they're not making any moves for offense right now. And that was basically the entire summation of it. And I think most people called it rational level headed. I think, um, I, you know, I took some time to, to write it up and I got, I think people in two camps with the responses that were kind of going against it. And there were the people that were on the negative side that were like, Oh, well, is this your first time? First go round in Ravens free agency. They never do this. And like, you shouldn't have got your hopes up. It's like, okay, well, I'm just, okay, I'll just sit back and not say anything. You know, I, I only talk about the team for like hours upon hours per week, you know, as like a part of a side gig. So, yeah, I, I just won't say anything. Great, great call there. And then the other side of it is the side that is just kind of, you know, towing the company line and saying like, oh, this is just what they do every single year. And it works. And these people, I agree, like these people are right. Like it does work. It, you know, it gets them to a good place every single year, pretty much. Pretty much double digit wins every single year when they're at their best. But you just, it just feels like they need a little bit more right now. They need a little bit of juice and what they need. And the point I've been making for a while is they need to do what they did for the defense last year. They bring in that sort of veteran presence that is going to come in and calm them in the big moments like they needed in that Buffalo game. And they didn't have, particularly in the offensive line. And you got one of those guys right now in Zeitler, and that's a great move. But it was just Hollywood Brown and a bunch of guys out there in that game in Buffalo. And I don't think drafting a guy is going to make much of a difference in a situation like that, regardless of how good they are as a rookie. I was watching, I went, I went back, I was watching some tape and uh, for whatever reason on the NFL game pass, the Marlon Humphrey uh, film session with Kurt Warner and Brian Baldinger popped up. I already watched it, but I, I watched it again last night and Marlon Humphrey is just taught. And of course, Marlon Humphrey is an all pro hundred million dollar corner. There's the Ravens aren't adding any of that. So not quite going in that direction, but you know, being a successful professional NFL player, Marlon Humphrey is talking about how he studies film and he's writing down tendons, you know, he forces all these fumbles and he's writing notes in a notebook about how guys tuck the ball once they catch the ball, which hand they switch to after which route and different little things. And, and you know, you hear of these really successful players over time and eventually they kind of have a notebook for most of the, the guys they face in their division and in their conference and they've got pages and all these things. So you can kind of just go back and refresh yourself. That's being a professional level football player. And everyone wants to say like, oh, they'll just go through the draft, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Those guys aren't going to come in doing that shit. Not right away. Yeah, no, it's going to take time. It takes, (laughs) it takes time. And they have been so young for so long. They still are very young. Zeitler, you know, helps the offense, have some experience in the absolute, great signing, fine signing. But it's (sighs) how many, all your skill players are fucking young as shit. You know, you'll look at the Bucks. They've got Mike Evans and Gronk and, you know, Leonard Fournette and, and Tom Brady. And then the Chiefs have Hill and Kelsey and the Packers have Devontae Adams. And, and there's all these veteran 
prime players. And the Ravens don't have any. They don't have any. You know, Mark Andrews is good. Hollywood Browns uh, probably would be better if, you know, this was a more pass-friendly offense and is a very good player. But, like, they're still young and learning and make mistakes and drop the football and are running into each other and running the wrong routes and whatever. It's, and blah, not, blah, blah, blah. it's not their fault they're being relied on either, I don't think. Like, no, you gotta, they, no. It's good. It's good for their development that they are being relied on. But at some point, you got to bring in some freaking professional grown-ass men. Hollywood Brown is the only one that did anything in that receiver room in the playoffs. You had to count on him in the Titans game, and he did a great job. And to his credit, he looked really good down the stretch. But he had some bad stretches last season too. And like I, you know, I think you're probably talking about somewhere in the middle of those two players is where he's ultimately going to settle for the most part. I mean, yeah. he really is primetime Jet when when it's the, when it's playoffs and when it's a big game. Cleveland Monday Night Football, Los Angeles Monday Night Football. He makes plays even even when he was kind of hurt against the Patriots in 2019. That was a, a primetime game and. He made some plays. Yeah, exactly. And you, you had him. Pat Ricard was the only other player like really making plays other than that one big Andrews catch against the Titans. He he basically was the engine behind that drive. That's like a fullback. And we love Pat. You're counting on a full, a defensive tackle from the University of Maine a couple of years into the league, making plays at fullback for you to win a game. And it worked. And I have a tight end. I have defended this front office left and right over the strategy because a it worked. They won a playoff game and they deserve credit for that. But at a certain point, like I think I felt like I defended them because I felt like they had the they had it in their head that like they knew what they needed to do this offseason, or at least I felt like they knew what or they were on the same page as me as the needs being the same, where they needed to bring in some veteran. I hope we need a receiver. Sage yeah. Surratt, like wide receivers, Dwayne Eskridge. Like it's really kind of sick how how big of a joke it is. It is. Like, it's, it's a joke that is like addressed by them. Like they know. And Lamar Jackson has no cost. What are you going to do when he costs $40 million? It's a it's We're watching Rashad. You mentioned Devontae Adams, a second round pick who developed over the years into an all pro receiver. Maybe they're banking on Rashad Bateman being that guy in three years when Lamar Jackson costs God knows how much money. Right, and he's going to want to get paid. He wasn't a top ten pick. Lamar, Lamar wasn't a high paid. You know, first round got a little bit of a bonus. Like he, it's a MVP quarterback that has made what ten, twelve million dollars so far. I don't know, no more than he hasn't made twenty. But you, you're going to miss in the draft. Like you're going to fucking miss. They have, and yeah, everyone does. Everyone once in a blue moon, you get a 2018 class. You get Andrews and Hurst and Lamar Jackson and. Orlando Brown or Ramchak and Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams and whatever, blah, 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 blah. But it's like that happens once a decade. You're, you need, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like over the last couple of seasons, they've been saving up to make moves before they had to extend Lamar. And they just never did. And we, and we defended them left and right against Voss specifically, who is looking pretty fucking right right now about how they do not value the wide receiver position because it just seemed like so funny. It seems so obvious that like you just got to make one move at wide receiver that's like going to be competent and going to compliment Hollywood Brown and it's going to free up Miles Boykin and it's going to compliment the tight ends well, Mark Andrews specifically, who gets bracketed like crazy. And when you have Jesse Bates talking about 15 and 89 and all this stuff and like other fan bases around, not even just fan bases, like teams laughing at the Ravens for their, you know, their skill players. You got this Jaguars, I some clown like when that. Our, our buddy, uh, whatever his name is, was tweeting about like the Orlando Brown for DJ Chartrade. And he's like, 
I, I see some Jags beat reporter being like, oh, who was the best receiver that ever played for the Ravens? DJ Chark or like some uh, some both. I don't even like know or really care, but it's just it grinds my gears a little bit. It's, you know, frankly, just annoying. And I'm tired of talking about it. Like I said on the pod uh, that we did it with Voss a couple of days ago, I'm just tired of fucking talking about it for one thing. And I'm not going to sit here and do this whole pity party like, oh, poor Lamar Jackson, poor, you know, Lamar. You got to get him some help. It's like I don't want to be that person like I hate. Listen, a wise man once said self-pity just chaps my ass. And I, I'm in that camp very much. And I don't want to be that that beggar fan base. It's like rattling the cup, asking for the, the front office to do something that has been a problem for 25 plus years. But we're getting to that point. You know, we're getting there. And, you know, it's like the fan base is just absolutely hooked onto every you mentioned like doom scrolling Twitter. I was doing the same thing. Allen Robinson just signed his franchise tag. He got that stupid fucking NFL rumors, which, by the way, that that Twitter account. You're, you're, you're done, pal. If I see you again in these streets, I am pulling out the double barrel fucking block button and I am going medieval on your ass because I'm fucking tired of it and I'm tired of it all. Just sign like just figure it out. Figure it out. Make a trade. Do something. Do something. You know? Thanks. I think I'm delirious from how many times I've refreshed Twitter. Uh, I was I was going to come on this. We did the offensive line beat down big boards, which kind of you know got my mind off of it and put me in a better mood. I was going to come on here and do exactly what you were just doing and fucking scream. I'm just I'm now I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm beat up. I'm tired. I'm sick and fucking tired of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and hearing the penny pinching, the conservative, the just truth just. So let's someone on Instagram, like just like they're the GM and you're not. And it's like, oh, so every GM in the NFL makes a hundred percent impeccable, omnipotent fucking decisions. Like, no, they don't. And maybe there's a move out there. Maybe there is a fucking trade, but I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of worrying about it. I'm sick of thinking about it. I'm, I feel fucking bad for Lamar Jackson. I feel bad for Lamar Jackson. Plain and simple. It feels like he wants to throw more. It feels like the offense is held back a little bit. It feels like, you know, they have not fucking taken advantage of him being an MVP on a $3 million contract. We defended Greg Roman, too, who, by the way, it was like part of the defense was, well, they're going to bring in good personnel for him. Sammy Watkins was a thousand yard receiver in Greg Roman's offense. And so is fucking Michael Crabtree. And neither of those guys are all pros. So fuck off. Sammy Watkins still out there, by the way, just floating out there. And he's probably going to sign with God knows who by the time this podcast. Sammy Watkins' best career production is in Greg Roman's offense. Yeah. With, fuck, uh, off, fuck everyone. With fucking Kyle Orton throwing him the football. Kyle yes. Orton, like, pre, like just pre-retirement, slinging the rock. <laughs> what are they? Like, J.P. Law. I don't even know. The Bills, that period of Bills, you could tell. I remember guys like J.P. Lawsman and Trent Rex. Edwards and fucking Emmanuel. Uh, the hell is his name? Rex FSU was, quarterback. Uh, E.J. Manuel. EJ Manuel, like any of those guys. Someone, some of those guys were throwing to Sammy Watkins and he had a thousand yards in Greg Roman's offense that everybody loves to say. Greg Roman's all Greg Roman got fired after three seasons. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Rex Ryan ran a fucking shit show, getting a little too crazy in Buffalo. Roman didn't last, whatever. Sammy Watkins had a thousand yards. The reason Sammy Watkins has been paid so much money is because of being in Greg Roman's offense. He's out there. He's he out, out there. there. I have said that I would not mind that move at all I, that's literally might even just be the move i'm looking for three-year deal three-year sure. deal fucking same shit as marvin jones 
Sign him, supplement it with a draft pick. He's played in big games. He's a damn professional. He probably has notes on all the cornerbacks and safeties and defenses in the AFC, and he knows the Chiefs. So, whatever. It's not a Super Bowl move, but it's better than fucking nothing. I think it's. I think that's a. Um, uh, that's uh, slightly better than a Michael Crabtree. And I liked Michael Crabtree. I didn't hate Michael Crabtree. Was, a lot of people hate on Michael. Crabtree. People hate on him. He was fine. People also like. People like tweet out that Seth Roberts draft from the playoffs, and it's like, oh man, it couldn't get much worse than this. Like Seth Roberts was a fucking a solid receiver during that regular season. And Seth they Roberts was fine. Seth Roberts was a good addition. He was cheap, and it was the kind of move that makes you think, all right. And while they're saving up money and all this cap space for you know to go all in before Lamar Jackson has to be extended, you can have a, a nice a nice young chap like Seth Roberts come into your offense and have be a role player for a year or so pros pro you know like he before you before you go get a uh before you go get an Allen robinson you can have seth roberts help yourself save up some cap you know get rid of brandon williams fat contract and get rid of some of this dead money and uh all this good stuff seth roberts is buying time for the ravens and a nice placeholder until they find a great x receiver to uh be way better than him but here we are with nothing and again again three days in we will certainly see what happens, but it's just more cuts keep coming in more weird. The bears are like, I don't know, get somebody from the bears, get fuller, get Hicks, get fucking Allen Robinson. Go get somebody. There's more cuts coming. Get there Anthony, has to be more cuts coming. Get Anthony Miller. Like he's literally on the trade block, a young inexpensive receiver. I like Anthony Miller. He isn't going to be the X, but your room is better with Anthony Miller with him without the offensive line. I hinted it. This is the offensive line pod. The X, this guy plays in the slot. We don't need Juju. He's not a scheme fit. Get a fucking good football player at wide receiver. That is all. Yep. It makes the it makes the wide receivers better. And guess what? Guys get fucking hurt. And they currently have four receivers on their roster. One of which has one career catch. And the other one has they have three. They're they're wide receiver two, three, and four right now have maybe, 55 career receptions. You know, I don't think it's 65. I don't think maybe, maybe, maybe it is, but it's Boykin who this is, I have to look it up now because, because this is what you got. Hollywood has what? 120 something receptions. Yeah. He's probably done 1660, something like that. So we're sitting at Marquise Brown. Has 104. People don't want to hear me do math. Just just talk to me about Sammy Watkins or something. Sammy Watkins would be fine. Juju would be very good, I think. Kenny Galladay is still floating around out there. He's probably not going to sign with them. He's you know in between the Bengals and the Giants, it sounds like. Allen Robinson has signed his franchise tag. A lot of speculation about maybe a trade coming in that respect. I don't see it happening. But you got some of these guys out, the, out 157 here. 157 receptions between your four leading receivers. Yeah, it's it's just not great. Like that's like that's like a year and like a game for a guy for like a the type of receiver. Not even quite the type of receiver we're talking about, but a little bit better. Something not even quite that good would be just good enough for what they need right now. And they just need a guy who is just not going to wilt in in big moments. Miles Boykin couldn't couldn't run the right routes in like week six. Like that's just not good enough. And like he improved down the stretch, you know. And Lamar could throw him the fucking ball more and trust him to go up and make some plays and let him get some confidence under him. It's, it's not all Boykin, but yeah, which is where the Kevin Zeitler signing is great. I think that helps 
Lamar clean up his mechanics. I think it gets him better. I think he's going to look better probably overall than he did last season. If maybe. you go get Juju and Miles Boykin makes a leap, then that's even better than if you didn't get Juju. Yeah. And or Sammy just- Watkins. You, you can't just rely on Boykin and Prochet to be making huge strides. That I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. Potential is the sister of disappointment. That's deep. Is that like a Drake lyric? Uh, fucking should be. There you go. OVO. October's very own. Fucking I'm tired of potential. I am tired of the waiting game. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Go get Anquan Bolden. Go get Anquan Bolden. My next point, a lot of comparisons back to the Flacco era and the 2012. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that 2012 team, it really wasn't that great. They just got hot. It's like, you know, look at that receiving core. Dennis Pitta, Ed Dixon, two I mean, Ed Dixon, not great, but like a Dixon decent. is a this Dixon is a good ass second tight end. That was yes, a good second tight end for years in Carolina. And he was that year. They do not win that Super Bowl without some of the catches that Ed Dixon made. If you don't believe me, go back and he's watch. He's a hell of a block. Ed Dixon was a hell of a blocker. Dennis Pitta was really good by that point. That was just his second year, and he blossomed, especially down the stretch. Anquan Bolden had completely seasoned himself into that type of number one ish receiver that they needed. He didn't put up. I mean, net. Anquan Bolden's a Hall of Famer, so yes. it's hard to get Anquan Bolden. Jacoby Jones was like a scrap heap signing for them that made plays not only in the return Jacoby game. Jacoby Jones was so good. Should not have been as good as he was, but was so good. He yeah. Fit like, he made plays not only in the return game, but in the receiving game. He made some big plays in the receiving game. In that regular season, in that postseason, he was huge. Torrey Just Smith, an absolute burner, yards after the catch, and the occasional occasional little first down here and there. And Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith is Hollywood Brown. Right. Kobe Jones is Miles Boykin, Duvernay, whatever. They're just, they're missing that Anquan Bolden right now. The tight end situation is good. You know, you got your Pitta and Mark Andrews and, you know, Boyle would be the Dixon, I guess, or whatever. I like this. I like the Josh Oliver move too. Like we don't have to skirt over that. I I think that's, there's no downside to the Josh Oliver trade. Yeah. It's intriguing. Like a lot of people really liked him coming out of that draft. There was a lot of people having fun with like, oh, who's this guy? I knew who he was. Like I, I I remember him in the draft and people seem to enjoy or like him. I don't know. He hasn't really played too much. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's just like, and that was like that move was just so unfortunate. And it's just like I in this way, I kind of feel for Eric DaCosta or at least for his wife who is on Twitter. And he is I presumably not. He might have some burners or, you know, whatever. But like, he, you know, you make that trade right in the heat of all this shit and people just go nuts. And it's just like, where's the wide receiver move is what it all boils down to. And, you know, I am usually not this guy. I'm usually not reactionary. I'm usually trust the process, but it just it's tough, man. So year three of trust the process. It's tough to defend. Like eventually, like you said, the you third off season. Yeah. And it, you know, you want a playoff game last year and that's great. And you're making progress. But right now it just feels like with the moves that have been made and the ones that have not, there's just some water treading going on. And guess what? Cleveland has gotten a whole lot fucking better. Their roster is way better than the Ravens. It is. That's, you know, I, they have way less holes and the draft still to, and, and guess what? The draft still where they don't have holes, you know, they could use a linebacker, a position that, you know, you can have a great linebacker and be a shitty team. I, I love, I'm a linebacker guy, but, you know. Speaking of which, they release LJ Fort. You got worse there. The we LJ got Fort, you're, you're we a thinner at linebacker. We got a potential tip that they were in on Hassan Reddick, and that might have been a corresponding move. You didn't get Hassan Reddick. You there's there's some I mean there's something coming. You don't cut LJ Ford if there's not something. No, there, there, 
There is, and we're very much kind of in limbo right now, and we're three days in the limbo, which is, I think, where the delirium and the frustration is really peaking right now. And you can tell it's just shaky, high blood pressure, getting all hot and bothered, and uh, you're, you're not too pleased as well. Even like sitting there in your Henley, I feel like when it's Henley Thursday, you're ready to get the good vibes going. But is that wait? Is that Henley? Or are you wearing a polo? It's a uh, that's neither. a that's a short sleeve Henley. Yeah, kinda. It's bamboo. It's tight, man. You're looking like a uh, peak Bobby Axe right now. Shout out, uh, Free Fly, Free Fly bamboo clothes. Oh my god, they're gym shorts. Butter. They feel like butter. Butter. Highly it's recommend. Like- get you get like fifteen percent off your first uh, first order. No free ads. Send me some shit. Sounds good. Yeah, sponsor, sponsor the pod. Fly. But uh, I don't know. What are they going to do? I hope they like sign Jadevian Clowney and make everyone go fucking insane. That like, what does that move the needle for you at all? If they do that, or it, it moves the the content needle. Does it piss you off? Because it, it might piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it pisses like, you off pretty much. It's like, am I fucking being trolled here right now? Like this guy that you were in on last offseason that didn't do jack shit in Tennessee, you're going to sign him now. But, you know, Juju's going to fucking TikTok dance his way over to San Francisco or whatever, and I'm just going to sit here. And I'm going to make that fucking TikTok if they sign him too. I'm not going to renege on that. I'm I'm not even going to Google Corvette Corvette because I don't want to get my fucking hopes up and I don't want to have to. funny you say that because I'm scrolling on Instagram and I, I literally see a comment on a – Ravens News Daily rumor: The Ravens have talked to Juju Smith-Schuster's camp. Not sure how serious the talks are. Yeah, Brian, Brian tweeted that out. Like, I, so, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's 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 tough. It's tough. It's tough. And the the first comment is Corvette Corvette. I mean, yeah. I was in love with Juju, uh, USC prospect, twenty seventeen draft class Juju. I have completely boy. clowned on the guy the last couple of years. He is a very good receiver. He, it doesn't matter if he's a scheme fit or not. He would be probably the best receiver on this team right now if he were to sign tomorrow. He had 110 uh, catches last year. And he's not a bad guy. Like I, I saw people tweeting about like, oh, he'd be on Instagram clowning on Harbaugh. He never did that. He was a good teammate and a good never guy. said a word about Mike Tomlin. No, he's just like a little immature. And like Marlon Humphrey clowns on John Harbaugh on Instagram. They like wear hats and joke around and whatever. I, I just I saw somebody specifically say that he would like like talk shit about Harbaugh or something on Instagram. And it's like, no, he's, he's never doing that. Like he's just a little corny, like, you know, clownish type of like early twenties guy. That's fine. Or I think he's my age actually. What is he like? 25, 26. No, he was, I think he's like 24. Really? He got drafted. I was still in college when he got drafted. Interesting. He has like 350 career. He has double, like almost double the amount of the Ravens receivers career receptions in career receptions. He's played in big games. You know, he's had some tough, performances in big games i understand 308 receptions yeah it's just like i don't like and i was very much anti like the move before all this i'll be i'll cop to that because like my i think my takes are out there that like i didn't want him for all the attitude stuff at this point like i would welcome him with oh i would fucking tiktok dance my way into a hug with him and welcome him with open arms because that is pretty much the best they can ask for right now that would be a pretty big time signing but it's doesn't feel like it's in the cards. I feel, I mean, he just fits the physicality very well. He fits the. He he's a good blocker, you know. He, he good blocker, it. tough over the middle, yards after the catch. What the Ravens missed so badly last year, and I bitched about constantly was that there was no yak ever, ever. He's and, and you know who likes to throw over the middle is the quarterback that they have right now. And Juju has more career missed tackles forced after the catch than he has drops. It's a fun stat, fun, fun type of play. Juju's a fun player. He's a 
douchebag of a guy like on Twitch and stuff, whatever. He like has like the 13 year old following. Good for him. He's monetized that. You know what, Juju? How much money are you making off of Twitch? Just take a fucking cheap deal in Baltimore. How about that? Yeah, exactly. In fact, I listen, Juju. If you if you if you sign with the Ravens, I will I will be your Twitch manager. I will be your E for Twitch. Oh, Twitchy. You gotta get Twitchy. on Twitch, man. Come on, guys. Gotta gotta get on Twitch. Gotta stream some Fortnite. You fucking idiot. Jerk off. That's my E. That's my E. Just, just give me the sign. Give me a signing. Just give me a sign. Just any sign. Like, it just feels like it'll yeah. come. It'll come. I'm I'm usually so patient. I just oh. this year I just can't take it. So am I. So am I. And like this happened a couple of years ago. They made a big signing in Earl Thomas. That didn't work out, obviously. I hope they're not spooked by that. But like that was a situation where we waited and we were rewarded. And it was at a position that was kind of a need, but I feel like safety wasn't as desperate a need at that time as a receiver. Like they need right now is for them because it's just like where is it where is it going to come they dra- they draft hollywood after they sign earl right yep that was the 2019 and boykin and it's like yep. oh they drafted a guy with outstanding production and then a 99th percentile combine athlete who's six foot three and and had pretty decent production so i was like okay you feel good there i liked that i liked that offseason a lot and it worked out really well for them i liked last offseason i think they uh you know it, they didn't knock anything out of the park necessarily other than the campbell trade but Derek Wolf wound up being good. He signed an extension here, obviously, as we discussed the other night. But, you know, good moves have been made. Like, we don't want to completely sit here and poop. Like, they got Tyus Bowser for a great number to come back. And I feel like he's in the they ascending- have not They all value. They've got nothing but value in Wolf and McPhee and Bowser and Zeitler. Pure value. Great, great value in each of those contracts. And it's like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I think part of my thread today was that, like, you just look around the, not only just the league, but the top teams in the AFC right now. You look around at Kansas City, you look around at Buffalo, you look at Cleveland, who's done a great job to surround their young quarterbacks. And it, it just it's a little frustrating to feel left out of that party. And like that's where the whole like, oh, first time, first time watching the Ravens offseason. It's like times are times are a fucking change in my friend. They signed Earl Thomas two years ago to a fifty-four million dollar deal. Yeah. It's it's like to, times are changing. You know, you like get on the train or don't. And like they signed, I mean, they signed Steve Smith when he, they signed a Hall of Fame receiver this step past decade. Like it's not like they've done nothing. They traded for Calais Campbell last offseason, all pro who coming off of a 70 pressure season, one of the best interior defensive linemen in football. And it's, it's like if you just, if you can't recognize like the, you can't recognize that you have a problem with drafting and developing receivers, which they've done a better job of in recent years, but it's still not totally there. You can't recognize that problem. They've had like, two. They've had. They've drafted two good receivers in John Harbaugh's time. Yeah, Devin Duvernay is a question mark. I, I, I have all the confidence that he'll develop into at least something. But like, he could definitely be a Willie Sneed plus speed plus more yak plus. You know, can take it to the house if he catches a seam. It's a good returner, fine pick. Thinking, and like, I, I just feel like they're galaxy braining themselves with their like we're going to zig when everyone else is zagged. And like, I look at, like I mentioned, we're looking at these other teams. It's like rounders. Like if you can't spot the mark at the table after 30 minutes, two years in this case, then you are the mark. Yep. And it, it just doesn't make sense that you have uh, the bills who have talent everywhere, strong offensive line. They now have Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and Stefan Diggs. Um, Talent defensively, you know, Trey White, two great safeties, Josh Allen, you know, like 
they have a very solid structure and it feels like, and they had more cap space, more room. And it's for what is it? It's because you have a nose tackle with a $15 million cap hit and a dead $10 million. You have a, you have a ghost safety that costs you $10 million and that's $25 million right there, I guess. And if they had $25 million, they'd probably be able to sign a Corey Davis and not think twice about it, but they don't have caps. They don't have cap space, but they're going to have to, they're, they, they essentially have to, restructure players you have to restructure ronnie stanley guess when you're not going to have cap space in maybe less than a year when you sign lamar like and and his first year hit i mean mahomes first year hit was seven million i think because they were able to prorate his bonus so it's not going to be 25 next year like i kept saying now i sound stupid because you know it doesn't have to be that way because the fifth year option can prorate it but it's not going to get cheaper and it's just like you sign joe flacco in 2013, your big move in the 2013 offseason is to get Elvis Doomerville. And then in 2015, you really don't do much. You re-sign Jimmy Smith. You sign Kendrick Lewis. Some of these guys, I mean, this is obviously post them doing the Steve Smith thing, which, you know, not necessarily a huge deal for a young guy, but it was still something that was good and worked out for them. 2016, they go all in on defense again. 2017, they go all in on defense again. Could have drafted Juju, drafted Tyus Bowser. That's fine. Tyus Bowser is a good player. 2018. They do some stuff on offense, particularly in the draft. That's got them to where they are now. 2019, Earl Thomas. Hollywood Brown, good player. Miles Boykin, solid rotational player. 2020, Calais Campbell. Patrick Queen, you know, like Malik Harris, like Devin Duvernay. My boy, Kay. You know, there's just like a kind of a trend where even when Joe Flacco is signing this massive contract, it's like, Oh, we're just going to still go on all in on defense every year. You know, it's just every single year. And it just ties back to what the, the horse that's been beaten is that if your defensive coordinator is so good and is so incredible, then why can't you spend on offense? The defense. Why, why is Robert Sala making a Robert salad of a bunch of injured, you know, depth guys, Carrie Hyder, a 30 year old defensive end has nine sacks for Robert Sala. And, they're, you know, giving teams fits with everyone in their entire team hurt. But why are the Jets? Know? Why are the Jets with Sam Darnold, maybe as their quarterback, maybe Justin Fields? Why are they signing Corey Davis and Keelan Cole? And probably like, well, Jay- they, I mean, they, they have nothing. They have to sign people. Sure. I mean, yeah. But like Jamison Crowder, who's like a good receiver, is going to be the odd man out there for a salary. Why are the Washington football team? who have, have have had quarterback issues going back years. And everybody loves Fitz and, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love him, too. It's it's a fun signing. But you're bringing in Curtis Samuel. And, like, that's that's great. Good for those teams. Like, good for them for recognizing that they have a need there. But, like, they don't have they don't have Lamar Jackson. And, like, it's, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's frustrating that, like, I don't know. If they don't do something, they've wasted Lamar's entire rookie contract. You got one playoff win. That's that's something. That's great. But like, I don't know, man. You have an MVP quarterback on a rookie contract, and you win one playoff game. And I mean, you know, maybe they fucking maybe they maybe they, the Zeitler shows up pass pro. The receivers are a little bit better. They get. I expect the offensive line to be pretty good this year. I think Ronnie Stanley returning is going to be big. I think Zeitler is going to be very good. I think Bradley Bozeman. There's the monkey wrench of Orlando Brown. Yeah, I think Bradley Bozeman is going to be a good move at center, and then Orlando Brown. We'll see what happens, even without it. I'm confident they'll figure it out at right tackle because they got certain positions they can figure it out at. They can figure it out at offensive line a lot of the time. They can figure it out at outside linebacker a lot of the time. They can figure it out at inside linebacker a lot of the time. They can figure it out pretty much across the board on defense a lot of the time. They can figure it out at fucking because yeah, they throw money at it. 
they, they can, can figure it out because they throw fucking money at it. They also find a lot of guys there undrafted that actually do pretty well at a lot of these positions. You know where they never fucking do that? Wide receiver. And here we are, just sitting there, tick, tick, ticking away. They can Tim fig- Patrick. Yeah. Tim Patrick would be a fan. If they had Tim Patrick right now, I'm in heaven. Which is sick. For you know, Raven Hall of Fame. They had a UDFA who ends up being like one of the most efficient receivers in the NFL last year, and he fucking walks. It's just, yeah, I like and like a guy who's six three ran a four three and is a contested catch guy and is now getting a second round tender after a what seven, eight hundred yard season with who is that who's oh yeah, the Ravens passing attack is so bad. Look at the who the fuck was a quarterback for the Broncos? Drew Locke, who said he basically throws blind half the time. Uh, what is the stupid backup? Jeff Driscoll and Tim Patrick's having an 800-yard season. Kendall Hinton, which is a wasted game for him. Plus a wasted game in that where you physically can't throw the ball. So don't tell me the Ravens have the worst pass attack in the NFL. And don't tell me that, you know, oh, no one wants to come here. No one wants to play here. Blah, 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 blah. What's Corey Davis signed up for right now? He's not. He's going to do not well there. That is my prediction. Curtis Samuel is not going to do well in Washington. That's my prediction, and that's where it gets. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala might finally be all right. That might be good enough. I just think all. I agree with you. I have confidence in them. I like Joe Douglas a lot. I like Robert Sala. It's just it's tough to like have confidence that the Jets are going to get it right at wide receiver. They're poorly or poorly managed organization. And that's just that's yeah, a common thread. That's what it comes down to. And like that's where I don't that's just where it's tough for me where people are like, oh, well, they they just don't want to come here because they're not going to produce. It's like, well, you know what like helps your stonk? Playing for a winning fucking football team and making big plays in big games. And like players around the league speak in these hushed tones about Lamar Jackson. Like in 2019, you got players lining up around the corner to like trade jerseys with him. It's like, where did one season all of a sudden turn into him just being this terrible passer? He's not. He's not like, you know, it's just and like it's I don't know it, the whole idea of like, well, this is just what they do. They stand pat and they they just wait for the draft. They build through the draft. And that is great. And I appreciate David it. Andrews finalized to return to the Patriots. I, yeah, I saw that. And I appreciate that they do that. It's given me, you know, a lot of great experiences as a fan. I have the utmost respect for that organization. They have a lot of intelligent people running the show. But at a certain point, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> It's like if you move into a new neighborhood and like maybe this is a bad example because I've been a fan for a while, but like you move into a new neighborhood and it's like some some guy just doesn't cut his lawn or something and it just gets really shaggy and shitty and it's just been that way and he's just got trash blowing around everywhere and he's like right next to you and you're like, hey, like why doesn't that guy ever cut his lawn? It's like, (laughs) you new here? That's just what he does. He just doesn't cut his lawn. Like, he, you know, he, he doesn't pick up his trash. That's just what he does, you know. It's like you know, we all laugh when the Packers draft Jordan Love and then draft AJ Dillon. Like we all laughed at that. We all were like, "Oh, well, what the hell? Why don't you get Aaron Rodgers some weapons?" He already has Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and fucking you know Lazard and Scout and Mark MVS are pretty decent. And then we're laughing at that, but at the same time, it's like, why are we, we shouldn't be laughing at that? No, nope. And they found Devontae Adams in what round two? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, it's just, it's tough, man. It's I think part of the reason we're so frustrated is because we defended Greg Roman, we defended this front office because we felt that there was change coming, and maybe that's on us. Maybe we're the marks for uh, having expectations 
for something to happen and it didn't. Maybe I'm stupid, but it's it's just kind of feeling like the little Albert Einstein, your your favorite reference about the definition of insanity at a certain point. It is. It is the definition of insanity. And I mean, lo and behold, if they're if they're in, as long as they're in the playoffs, I'm happy. Whatever you can get hot, whatever, they, whatever, whatever, they, whatever, whatever. I think they will be. I think regardless of what happens, they'll, they'll figure it out because Lamar, that type of guy, Harbaugh, that type of coach, like I think they'll always figure a way, at least in the next couple years. They're a winning organization, so we have that to to fall back on. But it feels like they're in fucking Seahawks land. Like you're not you're not picking up that and Seahawks land. By the way. One Russell Wilson is currently in the midst of a trade saga in which he's trying to get his way out of Seattle because why? Because they won't get him an offensive line. They won't get, put an offense around him, a real competent offense around him. And, to, every, and, everyone, not, and there's a lot of pressure to blame on Russell Wilson. He plays a very scramble-heavy, play-after-the-play-heavy play style, of course. But I'm going back watching Hassan Reddick. I watched a game and a half against the Seahawks. The man's running for his life. There's free rushers every fucking where. And I think we don't fully conceptualize how much pressure Lamar Jackson was evading and how Kevin Zeiler is a great signing. But Russ, at the end of the day, can throw a fucking ball to six foot four, four three, big ass DK Metcalf, who's usually open down there somewhere. And Ravens don't have that. They don't have it. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, can you just. Please put me out of my misery and just sign Melvin Ingram so I can stop thinking about who they're going to sign, do the final move of the offseason so that I can stop the mock drafts. They can come in. I can take my mind to the draft and just get me out of here. Just I'm it's day three. It's it's like day when when, I guess it's day four now, Thursday. It started Monday at noon. Yeah, like continue. I'm sorry. Just get me out of here. Just I'm, I'm not having fun. Just get me out of here. I'm done. I'm done. As much as we have had moments like this where it's just like, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? A move has always emerged and it's never been at receiver, but like there's always been something where it's like, okay, like that's a star player. That's a need field. They can focus on it in the draft now, but it just feels like the urgency is there right now to do something on offense and at pass catcher specifically. It has just not been made and you got like, I'm not having fun. I want to go home. You got Eric Cartman. Screw you guys. I'm going home. But you got, you know, you got Zach Ertz floating out there, which is a tough scene. I was, uh, you know, sniffing around on the the Alshon situation, which you you bitch slapped me for, and a couple other people did. But it's just like at that point, like at this point, I'll take it, man. Like, what what else are they gonna do? I'm gonna spin it positively, but I just want it to be over. I don't care. No, I know that they're going to make a move, and I'm impatient. At We're this both point. Out. and I sound like a spoiled little baby baby back bitch, baby back bitch, baby back bitch. But I'm done. I'm not having fun. It's been too long. I want to go home. I'm done. I'm tired. I am I'm out. You and I, if we are if we're not optimists, we do not we we do not like self-pity. We we're not usually in this position, regardless of like whether we should or should not be defending them, but it's just I was here in the middle of the season. They have COVID. They're six and five. And I'm saying how they don't even have to win out and they're going to be fine. And everything's fine. They have a cupcake schedule. They're going to be in the playoffs. Anyone who thinks otherwise is a fool. Like, People will call us homers for that. Yes. <laughs> it's just tough because we, there's, we don't know. I mean, we didn't know they were going to sign Zeitler. We didn't know what was going to go on. It, it, it's just such a blank period. And of course, at the end of the day, as much as I'm an analyst and I cover other teams and I cover college and do other stuff, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. And the fan in me, is tired and wants to go home 
and I want free agency over with. I want it done. I want the player signed. I'm done. I'm done. I was done with it before it started. I was done with the wide receiver, the pass catcher conversation. I was done with it. We've been done with it for a year. I said the on the pod the other night, just fucking figure it out. Like, it's not on me. It's on you. And if you're not going to do it, then I'm not going to be happy. And guess what? One thing you don't want is me not happy. That's one thing you don't want. That's one thing you don't want. So what, what do we got here? We've been rambling for a while. You got Juju still in the market. Kenny Galladay bouncing in between teams. You have Sammy Watkins out there. Are there Chris any? Conley. Chris Conley seems like Chris a Chris Conley's 6'3", runs a 4'3", and, and, you know, he's an X. He's a boundary guy. He is say, better. Can... Your wide receiver room is better with him than without him at this point. It is, yeah. He would be one that I would be fine with. You know, it would be, I think. Where did Jared Cook go? He signed today. He signed, yeah, I forget where. Um I don't know. Let me see if I can pull that up. Gerald but... Everett went to the Seahawks. Yep. It's a good signing. Yeah. Familiar foe. Jared Cook. Let's see. It really, it really just truly does not matter. I don't know even why I'm bothering to look it up. Because we're, cur- we're curious. We are curious. Where are we at? Center. There's some scraps. Safety. There's plenty of safety still. Nick Martin signed at center, so that would probably be the only guy I would have been intrigued with. Safety, I think uh, Hooker is still out there. Keanu Neal, I believe. Trey Boston, Xavier Woods, Jakiski Tart. Those guys are probably going to linger for a while, but could definitely see one of them. Dory Jackson, Brian Poole, if I'm not mistaken. Quentin Dunbar, if I'm not mistaken. Bashad Breeland is really good and not signed anywhere, I don't think. Chiefs are probably Chiefs are probably doing some devil magic to get him back. Breland flirted with the Ravens too. It might have been might have been two off seasons ago. Yeah, Clowney, Ingram, Carlos Dunlap. It's going to be Ingram or Dunlap. That's what it's going to be. Okay, it's going to be Ingram or Dunlap. There's Jarrell Casey out there still. Malik Jackson, Steve McClendon, Corey Peters. I don't know what if you can have Corey Peters for the price of Justin Ellis. I'm, be, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I, you know, it's just the pass rusher and like the Josh whole Reynolds, yeah, Marcus Robinson. There's a there's one that I wouldn't wouldn't mind too much. I wouldn't Marcus mind. Robinson. That can't be it. Yeah. Well, I just I just I don't even care what it is. I don't even care if I love it. I don't care if I hate it. I'm just just tired and I want to go home. I care. By the time this episode comes out, they'll probably have made the move and then everyone's just going to listen to us bitch for like 20 minutes and be like, I am turning this off. This is dreadful. I think this is some of the best content we've ever produced. We're, we're, we're having an existential crisis. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat. I'm going to have some. It's I'm still, I thought we were out of sad boy season. It's still sad boy season. I haven't seen the sun in like three days. What's going on, Maryland? Figure out your fucking weather in March. It is sad boy season. What do you mean figure out your weather in March? Maryland never has nice March weather. Oh, yeah, they never do that, so they should just never try to improve. <laughs> Fuck. That's, Fuck how you, you. that's how you fucking circle back to a point right there. That's that's pro shit. I'm done. That ends the podcast. I just got obliterated. I just got put into a hole. I, I'm, I, need to go, I need to go make myself like a sad boy snack. I'm probably going to have at least, well, probably just one more beer, and then I will hopefully pass out. 
but yeah, this was good. This was therapeutic. I think, uh, like I said, you know, a fun episode. The, content. the reality is it. Uh, my last thing, and I'm I'm just gonna say it one time. I'm not gonna say it again. Don't say it again. I'm don't say it again, Spencer. If Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall, any two of those players are on the board, or any one of those players are on the board, Ravens don't sign, let's say, Sammy Watkins, and don't take one of those players, and don't somehow finagle like a two-spot tradeback and still take one or something like that. That is great. I would love that. But if they don't take one of those guys and don't do anything in the receiver room, I'm going to be unbearable. I'm going to be incessantly unbearable. Prepare yourselves for that. Because there's a 50% chance it happens. Yeah, I, like it might be greater than 50, to be honest. Like it might have already happened if I was able to jump into the, the time machine and ju- jump into the parallel universe going the other way in time. It's already happened. Listen, listen, my man, it is a deep wide receiver class. And if there's one thing that I could probably count on them to do, it's to be like, oh, it's you know, we can find a starter in the sixth round. Dommy Brown, you know, is one of these guys third or fourth round they're just going to come in and not play for a year at least and be another you know role player which listen they there was a time when they couldn't even draft role players so be grateful the the texans god bless their hearts (laughs) just signed dante moncrief and alex erickson they've signed maybe 25 special teams players i don't know what the hell's going on but david cully is going to be Mixing it up down there. Have fun, DC. God bless your heart. That's a lunch pail situation. <laughs> Speaking of the tech, this uh, that, that Texan situation is getting real toxic real fast. It's it's already been toxic, and it is reaching like, well, it's getting tangibly toxic now uh, with some of the maybe deep state situation that is going on uh, surrounding the neighbor of one uh, late Bob McNair. Uh, and one quarterback who I believe to be beyond reproach, but we will see what happens with the facts coming out. In terms of toxicity, it is it is officially Chernobyl. There's no no doubt about it. It couldn't be worse. Like just shut down shop and move to Tennessee again. Like cl- close that bad boy down. Get the fuck out of there. The Texans are. I mean, I don't know how you can support what that team has done anything that's happening, whatever. I think I just went like, and I could go back and check the tape on this. I think I just legitimately did an Alonzo morning doc GIF where like you mentioned that. Cause I was like, well, you know, it's not that bad. Is it? <laughs> There's a positive note. We're not rooting the Ravens or we're, we're not Texans fans where we were, we weren't from the Houston area. We don't have to talk about that. Not a, like this is listen, we root for a tremendous franchise. We were maybe a little bit spoiled as a fan base. They want a playoff game. We should be very grateful of all of that, and we are. But just some frustrations right now. In the now, we'll see what happens. It's just, and if this episode pissed you off, I apologize for that. If this episode spoke to you, thank you for uh, being a part of the resistance. But uh, we just leave we us five to- star reviews. We're hurting. We need them. We had to get this off our chest. Leave us those reviews. Follow us on the social media. You can follow the show at Podcast Beatdown. Going to be having our uh, offensive line episode coming out on this coming Tuesday next week. So. Stay tuned for that and stay tuned for the poll at Podcast Beat I'm going to be tweeting that out. Uh, you can follow me at Jake Luke. That is L-O-U-Q-U-E. You can follow Spencer at Ravens for Dummies. 
Uh, also, check out the main Twitter account at Be More Btown, where we're putting out a bunch of good content as well. And follow us on IG at Baltimore underscore Btown. If you want to see our miserable faces on this episode, also check us out on YouTube, where our subscriber count is starting to uh, starting to buck its head a little bit, getting near that 500 mark, hopefully. But in the meantime, uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Once again, appreciate you listening. Sorry if we were a little bitchy. And uh, you guys have yourselves a great weekend otherwise. The ball is the team. See ya. Arrivederci. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, God bless. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>